Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Elmore, and with me today is Ram Krishnan. Ram is the CEO of Valent, an EHR software for behavioral health practices. Ram has experience in healthcare information management, working on market-changing products, and has started as a systems engineer. He has his MBA from the University of Chicago, and he joined Valent in 2020 and has led the organization through its next stage of growth, listening to customers, building strong teams, and providing a strong foundation for Valent to double down on serving the behavioral healthcare market. So today we're talking about EHRs, or electronic health records, and Valen's view on how software solutions can better help providers, practices, and patients navigate the changing behavioral health landscape. So welcome, Ram. We're happy to have you here. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. Well, as we start today, can you just help us understand what Valen is? Yeah, Aaron, at this very basic and simple, as Valent is a practice management and EHR system, electronic health record for the behavioral health market and specifically for private practice. We do everything from the intake to scheduling to clinical documentation, billing and payments. And so this, the very basic, we do that end to end and everything that grows and, and builds around that. That's great. Do you want to just share a little bit with us about your experience as you understand EHRs and the the history there with behavioral health? Yeah, I've been in healthcare for um, my first stint in healthcare is for about 15 years in the sort of inpatient and a bit of outpatient world, but a lot of imaging, cardiology and radiology. Uh, And I've had a chance to see healthcare delivered in close to 50 countries around the world during that time frame. And, And the technology has at its core changed so much over the last 25 plus years, but so many of the challenges haven't. And one of the things that you'll see with these EHR platforms that have evolved over the last 20 years is you have a mix of companies and brands that have focused on a really specific segment of the market and some that have tried to cover it all, right? And I think as time has gone on, the nuances of individual markets really start to, to come out. And behavioral health is no exception. They're really, even within behavioral health, documenting a progress note or a session in the ABA world is radically different than uh, a case of depression or anxiety. True. And, and so there's just a lot of nuance to, to really sit out there with customers and patients and providers to, to see and understand the, the nuances and differences. Yeah, there really is a wide range of how those notes and documentation can and needs to appear depending on what what needs the population has. That's very true. And then I think the, there's a lot of nuance in that. There's a sort of tactical element of how to physically document it, which we've done in on paper and with Word templates for years. But there's also the understanding of both the technical aspects and the emotional aspects. What's happening with respect to the client and the provider interaction at the time? How do you make Mm -hmm. the actual documentation, uh, clinical documentation happen in a way that retains the the connection between the two during the course of a session? That's so critical and important. I know that um, if you've you've been watching just even primary care evolve over 20 years, you know, my my primary care physician went from looking at me face to face in a, you know, encounter 
to then sort of turning to the side and typing off to the right at a keyboard. And yes. That personal touch and that, and so much is lost when those dynamics aren't really considered or, or understood, right? And and there's a technical aspect, there's an emotional aspect that both have to be married and really understood. And they're so different from domain to domain within healthcare. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Yeah, because especially for talk therapy, if your therapist is fully taking notes or typing while you're speaking, it just, I'm sure everybody gets paranoid or wonder, like, what are you typing down? What's going on? And it just disrupts the rapport. So that's a great point. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or, or just focused on the, where do I click next kind of thing? And, and just, you know, anything we can do to make the whole process easier, the better. Right. Right. That makes sense. What are some of the, you're kind of already touched on this, but what are some of the common problems or challenges you hear from practitioners that you speak with about their EHRs? If you take a step back all the way, one of, one of the challenges is, is that it's not domain specific, right? Right out of the gate. And it's just not considering those nuances. And Valen's been around for 15 years. It was founded by a psychiatrist and he built the company because he didn't feel like there was a clear, two things, clear focus on behavioral health and the specific needs of workflow. And he had an absolute passion for outcomes driven and measurement-based care. And that's been the foundation of, of our company and our philosophy and how we build product is trying to drive this concept of measurement-based care and everything we do. And, and understanding it end-to-end, knowing that at some point in time, there will be value-based care contracts. You know, pay will happen tied to the quality of care and quality mm-hmm. of out- outcomes. And so little things like that, we have built in, in embedded directly into the workflow, understanding our customers struggle with these things through the course of their own workflow. And I'll give you a simple example. When you're doing assessments and measures, a PHQ-9 or a G87, and you're administering them to your patients, you want them to do it before they start their session with you and really considering how do I get that assessment in their hands so they can complete it before they even show up so that I have that information. And as I'm collecting that over time, Instead of making me have to repeat the clinical documentation, the scores can drive the narrative that gets put into the note, and we create that automatically. So we've done enough of the research that we've used the AI to employ against the score and convert that into text, and that text is automatically added to the note. That's just one less step that the provider has to take, right? Yeah, that's really nice. And as the scores are are collected over time in a three month intervals, we we chart and graph those automatically, so you can visually see whether the PHQ nine score is improving or not over the course of time. Adjusted your treatment plan or your protocols accordingly. And downstream, what that does is let them eventually go to their payers and ask to get paid more because they mm-hmm. can demonstrate that improvement. And it's just set up end to end with that particular case in mind. I love that. Yeah. And the, the clinical therapist in me is jealous of that. I wish I had that software when I was yeah, in private absolutely. practice. Because yeah. yeah, I had to put sticky notes in my client planner of, okay, give this person their PHQ three months out or six months out or whenever the next one is. And, but you don't always have the time, the five minutes in between sessions to really compare, well, how are they actually doing? You know, you have to make time for that to happen and then adjust accordingly. So that's amazing that it's all preset and really helps and aids your note-taking process instead of having to work so hard to keep it in the note. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's, it's little things like that that just start to add up over time. Today, the last two years, we've gone through so much change. And certainly there's been an increase in adoption in things like telehealth, right? And, and that's widely talked about and widely promoted. Clearly, 
behavioral health is where the adoption is the greatest because the barriers to care aren't there in the same ways they would be for, for physical health in some ways. Right. And so like the first instinct for everyone was to drop Zoom in or drop like whatever's commercially available to keep the business running and keep the connections going. But as time has evolved and it hasn't just been this sort of one-off, you know, instance in time where we have to fill a gap for three months and it's sort of becoming the way we work, mm-hmm. you know, many platforms out there have kept the bolt on approach. And I think we've taken a step back and tried to figure out, all right, what's going to really change in the care delivery model that's going to last forever. And then how do we rethink the way we have to enable that? And I'll give you a few examples here as well. I think first and foremost is when you're doing a teletherapy session or a telehealth session, one real interesting dynamic people didn't consider is yes, like you and I are talking right now, we're looking at each other on the mm-hmm. screen and we can see each other and it just seems like, wow, that's how a therapy session would work. But we took away the front desk and for a lot of providers, you know, they really want to focus on caring for their clients and they're not interested in collecting payment in advance. And, yeah. and anyone who's run a, a reasonably sized group practice knows some of the best practices are for revenue cycle management. And you, know, you check insurance and eligibility or collect the copay or the deductible up front, and the provider can take care of the patient. In a teletherapy session, that front desk is gone. And now you're logging directly into your Zoom call with your provider. And now we put that burden on the provider to yes. start the session, this trusting you know, a clinical session with a, a request for payment. That's something that sort of glossed over because we just sort of attached these third-party telehealth systems on top. Yeah, everyone was really thrust into the business role, whether they were there or not, before COVID when we switched to telehealth. Um, and I remember I, I was in my own practice. So I pretty much was doing my own billing and everything, but it still felt like setting up a new business, even despite that part, because I had to transition all my forms online. And like you were talking about earlier, how to distribute those forms to people online securely, you know, how to do the, some people pay cash and it's like, okay, now we have to set up a credit card for you. And so it really felt like setting up a whole new business going even from in-person on my own to telehealth on my own. So I can only imagine people who also didn't do their own billing prior or set their own appointments prior. It's just, it's a lot the, the field has changed so much in the last two years. It really has. And I think we as technology providers have to sit back and always balance like what's a short-term trend, what's a long-term trend, and make sure we don't just bolt things on. One thing that caused us to do is understanding this nuance is begin to just incorporate things like a paywall. And and really like before you can start your telehealth session, you know, the computer is going to, we're going to, our EHR software it's going to take that burden off the provider and ask the patient to make sure they've paid their copay before they can get into the session. We turn into the virtual front desk then instead of putting that burden on the provider. Right. And that's actually probably more comfortable for some clients too, because they don't want to be reminded often that they're paying to speak to us. You know, it's, it is a relationship and that's kind of a hard reminder. Not that we can't talk about it in the therapy room, but yes, that's so nice to have that streamlined and taken off of the lap of the therapist. Hundred percent, and then yeah. I think there's so many of those little nuances. And I'll give you another thing: that the client is reminded to check in. It's time to check in for their session, and you know, you start to wonder when we go back into physical, like in-person sessions. Do I really even ever need to come into the waiting room again? Can mm-hmm. I just stay in my car and follow the same teletherapy model, right? And why even go into the 
physical space until you're ready for me. And why not trigger that same thing there? And so like these hybrid models, the telemodel and the physical model, they're going to converge if we're listening for it and we're adjusting for it. And then we yeah. start delivering tools that, that make that possible. Yeah. So it sounds like Valent is really focused on giving therapists what they actually need and keeping up with the changes. But also I respect how you're talking about the goals also to make it very measurable and scientific and trackable because sometimes that's harder in our field than other fields. So that's so great. How do you listen to the market? You were talking about, you know, if we're listening, we'll know what to do. How do you gather that information? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, as I'm the CEO of the company. I probably spend half my time talking to customers. Yeah. Um, whether that's individual, small accounts or very large practices or payers. I, I talk to payers as well. I try to talk to as many stakeholders as I can in the market. And we we formed an advisory board. We invited 15 customers of all shapes and sizes, cash only, complete Medicaid, giant multi-state, hundreds of providers, solo therapists, just to get a good, a good flavor of the entire landscape. And we brought them together and we spend an entire day, at least once a year, talking about their challenges, how they view all the things that are happening in the market. And it really gives us uh, a great dialogue and exchange of so many inputs. You know, if you think about it, 15 people across that range of spectrums will come to the table with 15 different sets of views of the world and 15 different desires of what they think is the most important. And there's a risk to that, but it, ultimately what happens is it shakes out commonalities, common themes. It helps one person who said that was very anchored on something totally change their mind when they mm. hear someone else. And the exchange in that conversation is, is so powerful. And it really helps us guide how we set our agenda for the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, that's great. It's like a little committee. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. interesting to sit there and listen to all the ideas. Yeah, there's a lot of personalities. There's a lot of expertise. There's a lot of wisdom, you know, from people who've been been at it for a long time. People in our industry are, are awesome. They're just by just being in this space, there's so much heart, there's so much empathy, mm -hmm. and there's so much desire to do good, you know, that there's a strong sense of collaboration and teamwork there. Love that. I love that. I'm so curious your origin story. Like how, how did Valent come to be? How did you get started focusing on behavioral healthcare EHR? How did this happen? Yeah. You know, I, I, like I was saying earlier, we were founded by psychiatrists. So I think he right. really did feel like there wasn't any focus on the, on behavioral health and there wasn't any focus on measurement based care. Those are really the two things that got him started. So just filling yeah. the, the gap that was fill, there. Filling that gap. And I think over the years, the product has evolved to really be, you know, one of very few products that are out there that have run the test of time and built a really rich set of capabilities that were built by the fundamental people in the space. Marshall Linhan, you know, and our founder had worked together, you know, oh, in the wow, early cool. days of DBT, right? And they that's yeah. informed a lot of our tools and a lot of our assessments and a lot of our templates that we have in the product. A lot of, of heavyweights like that have been part of our, our growth. And, and when you come to today, I think I take the baton and look to kind of create the next, next version of this, right? So I think mm -hmm. if you look at our product being full of so many of the, the technical nuances that are critical, it's now looking back at the market and saying, and looking back at, at, the, at the practices and the patients and saying, as technology in the world evolves, 
how do we now adjust the way we deliver all these tools Mm -hmm. to fit into the way people live and work today? Mm, That's good. What else do you feel like makes Valent different from other EHR programs? The things that we've restructured. I think we've made a complete commitment to behavioral health and really we're in private practice. We're not shooting after large community mental health agencies. We're not going after inpatient psychiatry and we're certainly not going after any uh, of the adjacencies where we're laser focused on behavioral health. And we've mm-hmm. written a new purpose statement and we're here to make our world a mentally healthier place. That's our, that's what we wake up every day thinking about. And when we're on the phone with a customer, that's what we're extending. We're delivering on that purpose through our customers. Mm, that's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. And, and we wrote, we wrote our mission statement. Now to go through some of these, I think they matter. They really do matter because when you say them over and over, you start to feel just a better connection with who you're serving yeah. and you go back and build things. You build them through that lens. And you know, we, at our core, we provide technology and services and what we want to do with them are connect our providers with their patients to their clients when and how they need care with tools that improve outcomes for everyone. Mm. When we go back and build product now, we try to hold ourselves accountable to measuring how we're doing that. And it's not just a feature. It's a feature that must deliver on this mission and purpose. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Behavioral and mental health professionals provide critical support to our communities in a time when our communities need it more than ever. But they need support too, to continue their education, to connect with colleagues, and to advance their career. And so we've launched Triad, the hub for behavioral and mental health professionals. At Triad, you'll find education, community, and career resources for both current and aspiring behavioral and mental health professionals, all curated specifically for you and all for free. Visit us at hellotriad.com BHT to register for your free professional account. Again, that's hellotriad.com BHT. Come join the community today. Yeah, that's great. I've never thought about my EHR software having a mission statement or a vision, but I actually really like that. I mean, it's clear that your companies are so passionate about what you're doing. And I love that that purpose, just make our world a mentally healthier place. And obviously having the systems in place for people on the ground to do that is so, so helpful. Yeah. And I think like what that does, it helps us say, okay, when we're trying to decide what to build, what helps us fulfill that. We rebuilt an entire module around group therapy. You know, if you're delivering software for primary care, you're not really thinking about group therapy. You know, if you're doing dermat, there's not group dermatology, you know, just the nuances in building something that's, that's really rich and considering workflow from the moment you create a group to taking attendance to documenting group and individual notes, and then how you'll go build all that together. That takes living in the space and with customers on a daily basis to get right and to decide it's worth doing uh, in a deep way. So just as one of many examples. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. That makes me think of when I switched from in-person to telehealth for COVID, my specialty is kids and family. So I would do multiple people in one session, but it took a good couple months to find a software that would let me have, you know, mom on one zoom screen and dad on another, because maybe one of them's at work and one's at home. um, And that wasn't immediately available. So yeah, that's just another example of what you're talking about. If you have to you have to fill in all these different nuances of all the different ways providers work in behavioral mental health and to have that all in one space 
from a company that truly cares, as you can tell from your mission and purpose statement, that's so, so needed. To build on your story, Erin, it is, wouldn't it be nice if you had a library of templates that you could oh, use amazing. visuals that you yes. just pull right from? And then when you finish with them, they end up in, in the chart or in the notes or wherever you want them to go, you know? Right. And so we're not done by any means, right? This is like a never-ending process, but like <laughs> right. that helps us to iterate on it in a way that just keeps making that that task more pleasurable and less of a burden. Right, absolutely. Tell us more about how you determine what to build into your system. So we know the purpose and all of that and the, the goal, and you obviously get feedback from, I'm going to call it your committee, even though yeah, you probably yeah, call it yeah. something else, but then how do you decide, okay, we need to build this. How does that work? I think we go back and we've tried to set some big problems that we're trying to solve in the market, whether it's trying to make, and we've sort of set them out and we're sketching them out. And then we look at the litany of features that we could build. And then we look at workflows to study in those areas. And we do that in parallel. Mm. Um, and I'll give you a great example. As we're, we're looking at problems like access, how do we solve some of the supply demand challenge in, in our space? There's not enough providers, a lot of demand, demand is growing. And that was some of the impetus for accelerating our like massively improving how we did groups, because if you can treat five, 10 clients at the same time, you have sort of built a way to expand the access challenge and you can't do that for everything, but where, and whenever you can, you're, you're extending your capacity. And so laying out some of these big problems helps us to sit back and say, all right, how do we then work on features that prioritize that? And we kind of break everything into buckets. We have sort of the big things we're doing like that. And then we do littler things where we're just listening for market feedback, like quick, quick stuff. So quick, mm -hmm. we call them quick wins and everybody is able to tee one up in the company. And anyone who's, whether you're you know, an onboarding specialist, getting a new customer on board or your sales rep that has heard the same challenge over and over and just wishes they could solve it for a customer or a support rep who's talking to customers, just getting those on the board. And so we do a lot of quick wins. And then we're just trying to do some things that might be just getting ahead of everything and nothing anyone's really asked for yet, but is something we want to get way ahead of. We feel like unlike a lot of other disciplines of, of healthcare, behavioral health is very chronic, right? You rarely just go one time, you go multiple times. It's you're going for 10 sessions or 20 or for years, depending on your diagnosis. And so it really does lend itself for a digital relationship with your provider, or your practice. And there are a lot of ways to connect with your patient online through a portal. Almost everyone has a patient portal where you log in and do some of your intake forms or might make a payment. And we think that in our space, it should be on a mobile device and it should mm -hmm. be in your hand and it should be a way that extends the the relationship beyond the transaction of the session and keeps you connected to your clients whether it lets you someday provide asynchronous care back and forth you know through an email exchange back and forth instead of necessarily everything's fine maybe we don't need to check in for two weeks and we can check in asynchronously it's another way to expand capacity and understand that's a specific nuance of our our market if you will, or if one of the things you, you want your client to do is, is to, to focus on gratitude and do a mindfulness check-in, you know, that's stuff right now you might hand out as a worksheet or you might hand out, but what if your connection to them was in a way that they were given little behavioral nudges inside of their phone to go check in every morning. And there's 10,000 apps out there that do that already. Right. But not in the provider client 
Relate. I was just thinking about that. I was like, that'd be great if we could sync those apps that they're using to the, the client record so that you don't then have to somehow get documentation of what their app says and put it in the clinical record. Obviously you'd be the one to make that happen. I don't know how to make that happen, but that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It'd be great to sync those things. Yeah. And so I think we're thinking down those lines, right? That's sort of yeah. thinking down where will we evolve? Because there's a lot of companies right. out there, you know, that are doing that. They're doing the, Hey, just download our app and find a provider, get on a call and that's it. And that's a new model. And it's, it sort of skims off a certain segment of available customers, but it sort of leaves the rest of the market a bit in the lurch. Right. Right. And it, the thing I like about Valen is it seems like it would be very adaptive. Like if there was somebody who was a little bit more, shall we say old school and they'd prefer to still keep, you know, paper files or meet in person, it sounds like you could still use the software and mold it to your needs. But then for someone who's very up and coming and wants to use all the technology, it, it's also at your fingertips to use it that way, which is wonderful. So it really is encompassing so much of the field. Yeah, that's a great point, Aaron. I think it's, it is our challenge to keep stretching the edge of what's possible, but not leaving anyone behind. Yes. And, and that's the hard part of what we do is the point I was trying to get across earlier is software companies like ours, grow over time, they tend to add a lot of features and they just keep bolting them on. And at some point it can feel like too overwhelming. Exactly. You, you, you've handed me a Swiss army knife and I just want to butter some bread, right? Like yeah. to your analogy. Yeah. And I think your trick is to hide all the other capabilities and keep easier ways to do the, the core work and then build to them as you need them. Yeah. How do you guys do that? Do you have different levels that somebody can pay for or participate in with Valent or is yeah. there like, a, like hide all these buttons from my view option? <laughs> How do you yeah, do that? We, we have mixes of that, right? Like okay. people do different parts of it, but I think it's a never ending effort to keep simplifying while you're getting more complex. And that's something we're doing. We're doing that with each of our workflows. We're doing that with reimagining this patient client experience and it yeah. just rebirths. It's a way to continue to reinvent what we do and reinvent how we deliver it. And I would say it's a journey, not a destination, right? So I think for us this year, we're, we're releasing new things almost every three months, something big that rechanges how we deliver uh, yeah. what we do. It sounds uh, to me like the apple of behavioral healthcare. <laughs> well, I will take that compliment. <laughs> you know, just there's so many options, but it feels user-friendly and simple, which is hard to do. It is. And I think um, as new things come up, to the Apple comment is on your phone, you can do everything, right? right? You don't have to go get three different devices or three different pieces of software. And I think when people start getting Zoom and they get their EHR and they have their scheduling system and they have their credit card system, uh, suddenly they have like eight screens and eight tools. And I think that's the other challenge that as things diverge is we have to bring that back together to keep it simple and streamlined. Yes, absolutely. That's great. Well, if our customers wanted to learn more about Valent, where can they look? Yeah, Aaron, it's really easy. You just go to Valent. It's V-A-L-A-N-T dot I-O. And that's an internet term, but it's also improved outcomes. Oh, I like that. Double meaning. Okay. Yeah. That's easy enough. Well, we're really excited that you could be here today. We're happy to hear more about Valent. And I'm glad to know that there is a resource out there that is so needed and so compact. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be really interested in looking into that, especially our early career therapists. So thanks so much for coming and sharing everything. Thanks for having me, Aaron.
Yeah. I want to remind our listeners that this episode, its resources, and all of our other shows can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash BHT. You can visit triadhq.com slash BHT today to explore our archive. And finally, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in on this conversation. We appreciate you being here and look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavioral Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.